This is Havala's podcast, and I'm Havala Cunnington. I'm really excited that you're joining me today because we're going to talk all about relationships, ghosting, and not getting the answers you want from the people in your life, specifically the relational answers. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but first I, I want to at least give you guys a shout out for all of the love that we're receiving over at this podcast. Many of you guys have been posting and leaving us reviews and stars, and I love all that. But not only that, you're downloading it. We had almost 1 million, over 1 million downloads for this podcast. Is that even real? I can't even wrap my head around that. Um, If I had a dollar for every download, (laughs) I'm kidding. Sometimes I do think about those things. Anyway, so I want to talk for a few minutes about um, relationships, answers, and ghosting, and kind of the dilemma that a lot of us face when it comes to romantic relationships specifically. So I was having this conversation with a friend last week, and she was talking about this guy that she really likes. And they are in the same circle of friends. They hang out in the same places. They have similar interests and similar, you know, groups of people. And um, all of a sudden, she was, like, talking about, like, I don't understand why this guy isn't pursuing me. I feel like I'm in the right space with him and we have a similar life and we, you know, he kind of gives me the signal, but sometimes I don't get the signal and sometimes I feel like he's into me and then other times I feel like he's not into me and I don't really know what's going on. Like, I don't know if I'm missing something or, um, you know, I just, I, I just need him to tell me, like, are you into me or not? And I need him, I just need to know. And as I'm listening to it, I'm immediately brought back to myself, you know, 15 years ago when I was single or even 20 years ago and remembering that like that silent, that radio silence is what they kind of talk about. But I think this generation calls it ghosting where you're in it, you're in this relationship, you're enjoying yourself with somebody. And then all of a sudden it's like silence. It's called ghosting. And so as she's telling me about this, I have this thought and I'm reminded of when I went to a counselor many years ago and I was working on myself. I was working on learning good boundaries and being healthy and saying yes and saying no at the right time. And, and I was trying to get someone in my life, a parental figure, um, to respond. And I was saying, if I could just get them in this office and you could share this with them, they would, they'd be able to hear this. And And so I said, you know, if you could just, if you could give me the words to get them to respond to what I'm saying right now, um, you know, then our lives would be better. There wouldn't be a conflict. It would, you know, have you ever had that feeling if they could just get this person to read this book or listen to this message, or if I could just like almost repeat verbatim what you just said to me and I could give it to that person, then everything would be better. It, It would change. And as I'm telling her that, she said, well, did you already tell him this? And I said, well, what what do you mean? She said, well, have you already tried to communicate that this is what you need from them? Have you already used your words and said, hey, this is what I need? And I said, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I've said it multiple times. I need this or I, I want this or I need this to happen. And she said, well, what did they do? And I said, nothing. They did nothing. I mean, I, it's like, I'm saying something to a wall. They're not responding to me. And I, I don't know what I'm missing. If you could just say it for me, then maybe they would respond to it. And she said, Havala, they did give you an answer. And I said, well, what do you mean? Because I, 
they didn't say anything. They didn't respond. They didn't even answer. I was like, hey, you want to go with me here? Would you like, would you like to hear, you know, go to counseling with me? And she said, their answer was that they didn't want to do it. And I said, well, they didn't say that. And she said, no, Havala, they responded by not responding. And I remember being so frustrated with that reality that when someone doesn't respond, they are responding. When somebody is quiet, they are, they're not, they're answering. And something I wrote in my notes today for this podcast is that no answer is an answer. Ouch. Can we all just like sit back for a minute and realize like, are you telling me the guy that isn't asking me out isn't interested? Probably. Ow. Are you saying the, the, the minister, the leader in my church that's not inviting me to participate doesn't want me to be involved yet? Yeah. Ouch. I know. I, I mean, there's so many things in my life right now that I can think about that I don't even want. The, the idea of it staying kind of in purgatory in our lives, like it hasn't landed somewhere, then maybe there's a hope. And I wrote down this idea that the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, which means when we put our hope into something that we're hoping will change or we are hoping that it's not really what reality is or the fact is, oftentimes it can make our heart grow sick because we're living in two realities. We're living in the hope of something and we're also living in the reality that's not happening. And so instead of putting our hope in what that person is doing or in hope in that they might see us or respond to us or want us, it's better to put our hope in the fact that truth is our friend and that we can have faith that God will give us a way to it. It may not look like that person. It may not look like that, that avenue or that invitation or even that opportunity, but, but God will be good to us and be faithful to us. So here's what happens is often we want to know what God is doing in our lives and specifically with romantic relationships. A lot of times girls will be like, you know, we give guys, guys and girls, let's just say both ways. We give this kind of out for people to show up. Like, uh, I don't know if they're interested in me, so I'll just hang out around them all the time. Or I don't know if they want to be with me, so I'll just, I'll just be here. And, you know, maybe they'll look at me and I'll get out of the friend zone eventually if they'll just kind of hang out with me. And what we often forget is that God speaks in the loud stuff, but he also speaks in the silence. And God's messaging is very clear. So my question to you today is, where are the places in your life that are silent? Where are the relationships that are in your life that are not saying anything, not responding quiet? Where are the places in your life that are relationships or opportunities that are silent right now? Maybe you already have the answer. You just don't want to admit it or you don't want to come to grips with it because it feels like a loss or a failure. If you are holding on to something then you won't be able to hold on to something else. If I'm holding on to the idea of, let's say this water bottle is the guy that I'm like, oh, one day, and I'm holding him and I'm, I'm responding and you know he's, he's not interested. He doesn't make a commitment, but he comes around every once in a while. He's texting me every once in a while or someone's asking me to come and help them, but they're not giving me the title of it. They're not giving me the opportunity to fully be embraced or they're keeping it silent or private. If I'm holding on to that, then when somebody else comes along, I won't have any hands to grab a hold of something else. So when we hold on to 
fantasies. We hold on to um, coveting or envy. When we hold on to uh, a, an idea of what could be or should have been or could have been or would have been, then we actually, our hands are full and we don't have the opportunity to grab onto something totally fresh and new. If I were to say to you, listen, this relationship that's hanging out around you isn't the one. If you'll let that go, the right one's coming your way. It'd be a whole lot easier. But sometimes the idea of us having something can sometimes almost feel as good as not having anything. And so we really have to realize that that doesn't, it hurts our hearts and it doesn't allow us to live alive. It hurts our hearts because we know that that's probably not going to happen. And we know that inevitably pain is coming. Inevitably, they're going to hire the person. They're going to marry the person. They're going to, you know, give the job to somebody else. They're, they're going to ask someone to join them and it's not going to be you. And instead of getting hurt or feeling defeated by that, realizing that this is an opportunity to let go and to, to move forward. So what's really important, and I want you to say this to yourself today, is no answer is an answer. If I text somebody and they don't respond, that's an answer. And instead of going, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text them eight times and I'm going to email them and I'm going to try to get an answer, I want to say to you, can we give people an opportunity that no answer is an answer and let people off the hook? You know, some people say, well, I, I want to know, like, I need help doing this, so I'm just going to, I'm going to talk to the same person and I'm going to do by land, by, by air, <laughs> by water, I'm going to send the boat, the helicopter, you know, the, I'm going to do all these things and everyone's like, hey, you know what? they're not interested. Their silence is an answer. Their lack of response is an answer. So let me go back to the moment when I'm in the counselor's office and I'm sitting there in this moment of realizing that the person that I love so much and want to have a healthy relationship with and want to grow is not responding to what I need or probably what I want. That was a hard moment because I had to realize that I needed to go on without them. So when someone doesn't respond to wholeness or health or, you know, spirit, soul, and body that, or, or even a spirituality or a, a, a faith-based life, one of the hardest parts of our lives is being willing to not judge that in them, but to realize that they've reached their capacity at this point, and it's okay for me to move on without them and to grow. I've said it often on this podcast and in my own teachings you, I believe God wants us to live an abundant life without needing someone else to participate. And what she was trying to get to me in the counseling office was she was saying, Havilah, you can still have a healthy and happy and whole relationship with this person, even if they don't respond to you about this one thing. And I am such a black and white person. I don't know if you're that way. I'm so much like, you know what, yes or no, pick, pick one, you know, gas or break. That's, how it, that's what life looks like. And she was saying, would you be okay if this person doesn't respond? And will you still give them a chance to show up in your life and have a place in your life and not judge them for not being able to, for giving you an answer you don't want? And it's really, really hard, specifically when it comes to people that we expect to respond um, I remember a friend of mine had some relationships with his parents and they just never respond. And he would call them and he would text them and he would try to get them excited about something. And he would even like save up his energy to call them. When he called them, he was, he was hoping they would be excited or they would respond. And often it was met with a missed call or a text that never got responded to. And 
he kept saying, well, if we could just find a way to talk about this, if I could just sit them down and share with them or, or tell them how much I've grown or t- show them how much I've emerged and become, and, and I, could in- I could basically inspire them to respond to me. And it was really hard when we had to sit down and say, they are responding. Their lack of response is a response. They're saying, this is as much as I can give you. This is where I'm willing to show up in the relationship. This is what I have. And if you are not okay with that, you'll have to back away. But sometimes we don't like what people are willing to show us, which is sometimes less than we want. Just sit with that for a minute. Sometimes we, because we want more from someone else, we put them on trial. And really often we have to understand that people are responding. And what if we just realize that when someone gives us silence, that's the part of them that's saying, I can't go any further in this, or I don't have any more to give, or I can't actually take any more of you on. And realizing that that's not a sign of weakness, it's actually just a sign of their capacity. It's not a sign of weakness. Some of you have massive capacity for relationships. I mean, you respond to every text message. You're the one planning every party. You're the one that is... You have three different jobs. You're the one that has like five kids and is like running the world. And other people, they don't have that capacity. And instead of judging them, being willing to say, you know what? I have a different capacity and where I am weak, they are strong. Now, I do want to say this on the other hand, because I think some of you are going to ask this question. What happens when I feel like I'm the only one giving? Then I would ask you this question. Is the relationship still redemptive? Is there a part of this relationship where you're still getting something out of it or that they're getting something out of it? Are you just hanging on to it because of history? Are you hanging on to it because of tradition? Are you hanging on to it because you just have always been friends? I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm talking about best friends, you know, childhood friendships, coworkers, church friends, people that we hang out with and we just assume that we need to nurture the relationship. And there are times when we just need to let the relationship go. Not in a, we just, not a relationship that we let go has to be a breakup. Not every relationship that we let go has to be a severed, uh, emotional, chaotic moment. Sometimes it can simply be by backing away and realizing that that relationship was for a specific time. That relationship was for a moment in my life. I needed them. They needed me, but they don't need me anymore. And that's not a reflection of my value or worth. It's a reflection of seasons. It's a reflection of timing. It's a reflection of what they can, they can do or bring in. And you have to ask the question, can I still be in this relationship and have a good, healthy heart in it? Or am I, am I building resentment? Am I keeping a record of wrong? Is every time they text, I'm thinking about the other three text messages I gave them. And is it time to let them go? and say, you know what, when they want to come back and when they want to connect, I'm here. My heart, I want to, I want to let you go and still love you. So when you do come back, I can embrace you. But if I keep this going and I'm taking a tally of everything you're giving me or not giving me, I'm going to end up not wanting this relationship ever. And if this relationship ever did come back, I, I wouldn't want it. And I don't want to taint that. I don't want to keep a record of wrong. I want my heart to be pure. And so one of the ways we do that is we just we let people off the hook. We let people be human. We, we realize that not everybody can do everything for us. And we just say, I love you enough to not expect you to be something that you're not. I love you enough to not expect you to be something that you're not. 
And right now I might need something else and that's okay. And I'm not abandoning you and I'm not rejecting you and I'm not leaving you. I'm, I'm realizing that relationships are for times and seasons. They're for different moments in life. And, and I, I'm not a, I'm not, I, I can't be loyal to some, I can't be loyal to a fantasy of what's here. I can't be loyal to the what ifs or the shoulds or the could be's. I can't be loyal to that. I, I can be loyal to what's in front of me and getting my needs met in a healthy way. I can be loyal to, um, to the fact that I'm going to belong to myself. And if my heart is not healthy and my motives are not pure and my expectations are driving this relationship, then it's time for me in a healthy way to pull back and, and, and get healthy and say, okay, I need to pull back and see what is, what's driving this. Remember one time um, we were in this counseling session with a leader. We had an internship and there was a guy in there that was actually a friend that was ended up being an intern as well. And he was really offended with the way that the leadership was running something. Have you ever been in a church? Amen. Have you ever been offended? Okay. If not, we want, you know, welcome to church and hang out with people for a little bit and you're going to get offended because that's life. But he was offended because of some of the things the leadership had done. And as he began to go through it, of course, we want to respond to that. We're like, absolutely. If we did that, we want to own that. We love you. We're for you. But as he began to speak, it was almost as if he was saying things that didn't relate to anything we had experienced. He was, he was talking about something someone had done and the way that they had responded to him. And there were multiple, of us, multiple people in the room, and we kept thinking, I didn't see anyone do that to you, or I didn't. I didn't see anybody respond to you that way. And then at one point, one of the leaders looked at him and he said, you know what? We are just a face to your pain. We're just a face to your pain. And we would be a face, somebody else would be the face to your pain. And he didn't say it in like a mean or degrading way. It was just this kind of aha moment where we realized that often the pain we're experiencing is not from the person we're, we're experiencing it from. It's often related to somebody that we knew that once hurt us. And so we, we, pile all that pain and all of that relational conflict and all of that turmoil and all of the, you know, the, the parts that have changed us and wounded us. And we, the person responds and we over respond and we go, why am I over responding? It's like, this is ridiculous. And what I want to say is, could you maybe do a little bit more self-analysis and, and realize, stop shaming yourself into just be nice and just act right. But to realize, are they actually a face to pain that I had in the past? Is there something happening that is connected to this? Um, so I'll tell you something else and then I'll be done. Cause this is kind of turning into a long podcast, but this week, I had a friend of mine call me and reach out to me about a text message that I had sent to her. And it was just a business. It was a quick conversation. It was, it was related to an event that we were putting on. And she responded back to me and said, can you, can you call me back? I want to go over the text message with you. There's something that kind of affected me and we're friends and I don't want this to hang out. And I, because I had a busy weekend, this weekend was Labor Day weekend. And so we ended up having like 60 people in our home over the course of the weekend. We had two parties. We had friends stop by. It just happened to be a really crazy weekend at our home. And so I, I didn't get a chance to respond to her. And so eventually she left me a voice message and I listened to it. And she said, Havala, I want to talk to you about something you said. And I, because you're in my inner circle and I love you, I want to clear this up. And immediately I started getting nervous. Have you ever had a text message? It feels like you're getting called into the principal's office and you're like, I don't even want to do this. I don't want drama in my life. I don't want to be in trouble. Is anybody else like out there just shaking your head as you're like driving in your car right now or in your house? And it's like, I don't want to be in trouble. I don't want drama in my relationship. I just, I don't want drama. So I don't even want to respond. But I knew that 
I felt I had to go back and realize, okay, this takes courage for her to even respond to me. And if I could hurt our relationship right now, or I could respond because she's actually trying to keep our relationship healthy. So I, uh, I waited for Ben to get home with the kids and I went up to my bedroom and I got the phone and I called her and I said, Hey, you know, we talked a little bit and I said, Hey, what's going on? I know you talked to me about this text message. Like what's happening? And of course my anxiety is high. Cause I'm, a, I want to be defensive. Like I'm thinking like, okay, I've got some lines I want to share with her. Like if she goes this direction, I've got to answer for that. And if she goes this direction, I've got to answer for that. You ever, are you, I don't know if any of you guys do that, but I do that where I start to kind of combat my anxiety by having all these, like, I'm like an attorney in my head. Like I'll put that on trial and I'll tell her this. And and as she says it, what she explains to me, when you said this, you kind of said this sentence, and it made me wonder if this is where you were at. Immediately, I felt like I had an invitation in front of me to either kind of ghost her a little and go, nah, mm-mm, that wasn't anything. Nope, don't understand why you would even say that. And kind of, you know, in a sense, like push it back on her and just say, nope, that was on you. Or I had an opportunity to bring her in more into my heart, into my what was going on. And not hold her accountable, but to share the story behind it. And so I said, you know, let me just take you back a couple years ago when this situation happened to me. And I think the response you experienced from me, that kind of quick answer, had to do with some pain that I'm working through to get healthy in my response to this situation. And so I want you to know that my motivation was not to be over the top or strong or, but I'm working through this. And she said, you know, I want you to know that this is how I I love you and I'm for you. And anytime you're questioning about this, our correspondence, I want you to know I'm for you. And I remember I was literally at this desk and I looked out the window and I was laughing with her on the phone. And I said, isn't it amazing that two women can have a conversation about a miscommunication and actually communicate what happened, what we needed, why we did it, and communicate love and grace and, hey, I'll see you this week. And we both laughed and it was true, but I could remember years of chaos with stuff like that. And I did it, other people did it. And so what we want to do is get so healthy that we can respond without anxiety and fear being the the driving force and be able to own ourselves and belong. So for some of us, we may feel like someone's responding to us and we don't want to respond and we're like, no answer is is an answer. Like I'm not responding to you. No answer is an answer. So that's the deal. Or we can decide how close we want to be with this person. And if we want them in our lives, then we have to be willing to uncover parts of our heart, parts of us and say, Hey, here's the reason I didn't respond. Here's the reason I was apprehensive in responding to you. And it's because I'm afraid. I'm afraid that you're going to reject me or I'm, I've got pain that I'm working through, or I'm not sure, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted to go out with you, but I also just got over a relationship and I, I'm nervous about that and being honest and letting other people show up, giving people a chance to show up. So that's my own experience. I'm with you. I'm sitting here learning the same stuff as you're learning. Nothing is easy. No one gets the, the like relationship, you know, go past, go collect $200 and you never have to work on this again. It's, it's life. We're working with real people and have real situations. So here's, I guess my final thoughts is what places in your life where you're, where you're not getting an answer, where you're sitting in limbo, maybe you did get an answer and the answer is no. And silence is often a no. Where's the area in your life where you are putting your hope in 
the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, or the could be's, or this could happen, and we're not really basing it on fact or reality. And I'm telling you that there's a real danger for hope to be deferred and that you'll turn sick in your heart and in your life because of that. And then also look for the areas where um, it's time to move on and it's time to let go for a season. And it doesn't have to be forever. But if someone is giving you silence or ghosting you or not responding, maybe it's time to pull back, keep your heart pure, let go of the list of records of right and wrong, and just be willing to say, this is a season where I'm going to let go so when they come back, my heart can embrace them in in a healthy way. And then lastly, if you're the one that's not answering and you're the one that's not responding, maybe you should ask yourself, what are you What are you hiding? And is there an area that this relationship can grow deeper with vulnerability and transparency to say, hey, this is what I need you to know about this and be willing to put more of your relationship on risk, more of yourself on risk for the sake of loving someone well. That's today's podcast. I hope that you enjoyed that. And I want to encourage you today to think about those areas. Um, For those of you that are new over at Havilah's podcast, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Truth to Table. It's our place where we show up every single day and we have have podcasts and videos and courses and Bible studies. And it's today's modern lifestyle leadership tools and spiritual inspiration. So come over and check us out. There's all kinds of stuff. And as well, don't forget to give me a shout out on all the socials. I'm there almost every day. Have a great day. Thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time and I'll catch you next time.